Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to Consequence Uncut, a series that gives listeners and readers a deeper dive into our features with major artists. For this episode, we're talking to our comedian of the year, Nate Bargatze. I remember going to Canada once doing a show and it was sold out. And you're like, well, who are these people? Why would they be here? You're just like, I'm from Tennessee. No one should be here. It's super rewarding, and it makes you want to just go deliver the best show you can deliver to them. I'm Yijun Zulu, lead podcast producer at Consequence. And I'm Mary Soroki, associate editor here at Consequence. So Mary, welcome to Consequence Uncut. I feel like it's, it's the end of the year. We have all of these end of the year interviews. And finally, we get you on this podcast. I'm so excited. I love a good podcast appearance. Why not? You know? I know you were recently on our our newly added podcast, Good for a Weekend, which is Taylor Swift podcast. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. Um, those girls were so awesome. I really enjoyed speaking with them. I am a little anxious to hear the interview because I was very sick at the time <laughs> on a lot of cold meds. I barely remember the conversation. So it's going to be new for all of us whenever that releases. You know, First time listen for everyone. We're living, we're growing the episode posted today. <laughs> or tomorrow, actually. Sorry, tomorrow. <laughs> but Love it. Not when, when people are hearing this, the episode will already be out. Go check it right. out. I did get a chance to listen. You sound great, so don't worry. Oh, good. Okay, great. That's <laughs> encouraging. Thank you. Okay, awesome. But today, we're here to talk about Consequences Comedian of the Year. Nate Bargatze is so wonderful. I'm so thrilled that we named him our Comedian of the Year and that he was willing to chat with us because he has had such an incredible year, which obviously informed us choosing him. But mm. it was extra fun for me. He's a Nashville guy. He's known around town is just a really nice person. And I can confirm that from our conversation as well. He's 
extremely down to earth. He's very kind in his comedy as well, which is something we chatted about a little bit and why that's important to him. But for people who don't know him, I would point them to his recent stint hosting Saturday Night Live. His monologue is so excellent. And we talk about one of the skits that he just knocked it out of the park with um, called Washington's Dream. (laughs) I did watch that episode. (laughs) Yes. Yes. He's he's so good. And it's just really fun to see someone who's been in this business for a long time and is known as a nice guy to be on top of the world. So I'm really happy we got to champion him in this way. I know. And we were talking about community of the year. I, I figured that we were talking about some young upstart that's like just, you know, been doing stand up for two years and like won a competition. But it's like, no, right. he's actually a seasoned comedian. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't I'm not a I don't take sides in terms of comedy. Like I like, you know, dirty comedy, as as you discussed it in the interview. But I also enjoy clean comedy every now and then just right. because I'm always reminded that humor is it's really just about things that like are kind of a little off in the world and everyone kind of knows what they are. So regardless of the context, someone who's just like naturally funny can take whatever it is and like have you like almost in tears. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's his his great gift is his observational humor. And he has just over the years honed this deadpan delivery and it's a perfect combo. So it was really fun getting to chat with him. We had a very easy, free flowing conversation, just like a really, really cool guy. I know. And I can't believe he's like he's like. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I've been doing stadiums now, but like I'm also producing like comedy specials and have my own podcast. He's basically right. a mogul. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what's so funny is in a lot of his comedy, he he's very self-deprecating. He's very self-aware, but he's like, I'm not a very smart guy. And I just I find that so hard to agree with when, yeah, right? <laughs> his, when his comedy is so sharp and he's clearly got good business instincts and good people around him. So. We're here to champion Nate Bargatze, for sure. I know. So congratulations to him. And I'm so excited for this interview. Yeah, people can check it out on Consequence.net. Go read the whole piece that gives a little bit of context about his whole year and enjoy the whole the whole conversation right here. Exactly. And so now we'll turn it over to Mary and Nate Bargatze, Consequence's Comedian of the Year 2023 for this interview. Please enjoy. We're so happy to have you and just so excited to kind of cap off this awesome year that you've had, which kicked off with your your special Hello World dropping and then just kind of kept going from there. So first of all, how did that reception to that special feel for you? It felt great. I mean, it was, you know, it was like a, uh, I was very happy about this hour that I was doing, but you, you obviously never know. You always think right when you put something out, you're like, I don't know, I could be completely wrong. Yeah. Maybe- Maybe it all stinks. So, but the response was great. And it was, people have been super positive. Then they've, on top of watched it on Amazon, it's been shared on social media a ton. And we just, it was nice to really be, because that was the first kind of big, like after COVID, I think, special and like can really be back in touring into clubs and like, and really be able to kind of feel, all right, well, how big of a crowd is coming out now? And so- uh with it it was it did everything we could imagine and more more than we could have imagined basically yeah yeah after that you broke the attendance record at bridgestone so you didn't just break the attendance record for all the amazing artists that have come through but also 
the rodeo and Disney on ice. All the amazing, you know, that's great for you. And I've obviously been to Bridgestone Arena many times. And I'm sure that must have felt like such a joyful kind of like homecoming moment for you. Tell me a little bit about Uh that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was insane. I'm from here, so we've been going there since it opened. But I saw the arena football team we had play there. And you always have like a dream that's a back dream in your head when you first start comedy to hopefully get a play. You know, and I always thought about Bridgestone. But, you know, I never pictured what happened, like the record and like that. You know, you just pictured playing it. You don't think about any of that. And then... uh you know, so to to also add the the record on top of that is, it's crazy. It's crazy to see it. I mean, I can, I can watch you can watch a Predators game on TV mm-hmm. or something, and then you're just like, oh, I've played, I've played in that play. It's like you just, you know, it's very surreal. And the night was uh, awesome, and it was everybody was so great, and you know, be able to do it at home meant the most. Yeah, for sure. And then recently, a little more recently, you had such a great night on SNL. Honestly, congratulations for that. It was so fun to see as someone who's a fan of yours, seeing people just cheer that episode on. It was so fun. And I have a couple questions about that night, but I I was first wondering if you were really confident about that monologue going in. Like, did you did you feel like you were going to knock it out of the park with that one? Because I saw people online calling it one of the best SNL monologues they've seen in years. And so I want to know how it felt for you stepping onto that iconic stage and if you had that feeling going into it or what that was like. You know, I mean, luckily, monologues, I'm a stand-up comedian, so we're, we have an advantage for yeah. Yeah, monologue. I knew this was for how much people have watched specials and how many people come to these shows and all this. There's I have a there's a giant fan base that I appreciate that comes to everything. But then there's also like a mainstream. Like I'm not completely in that mainstream world. It's kind of people are still if they found me, they have found me on their own, really, or something, or uh, some someone's told them. It. So I knew this going to doing something like this was going to be gigantic. I worked on the set a lot that week. In New York, I just trained around because the hard part was doing. I've been doing long sets, headlining, and so now I like to do ten minutes. I felt good with the material. I was just trying to, you know, you really just in your head, you just think like I just got to go try to, as we say in comedy, murder. You got to just go destroy and try to do the best you can do. And I know this. I will be. It'll be a lot of times first time people seeing me. They didn't know who I was, and so I just wanted to make sure I did the best that I could do. So, I mean, I felt good at that material, but I mean, I was, you know, you're nervous when you walk out. Yeah. There's a monitor, and so you can see yourself, and then you see the Saturday Night Live behind you. And so it's, like, very, you know, it's wild to be. Like, you're looking at that on TV, too, and you're standing there, and you're, and as you're telling, you know, you're, the, the room is great, but you're performing to – you got to deliver a lot of the jokes to the camera because everybody's watching. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that was kind of different to figure out. I think I was a little nervous when I walked out. You know, you just got to kind of get that first laugh and then get into it and then kind of get going. Yeah, it was it was so excellent. It was so fun to see. And then that George Washington sketch people really loved as well. And I saw one of the co-head writers, Sridhar Seidel, say that he'd been sitting on that piece for a little while. And you were just absolutely the right person for that funny enough and I was wondering if you contributed to the material at all if you like reworked it a little or or if your kind of deadpan delivery just happened to be the perfect fit for that 
I, it, it was the perfect fit. I mean, those guys wrote that, and you know, it almost got cut because it was really because when you do the read throughs and you practice it and stuff, there's no audience. It's just everybody in the crowd. So there's not like you know, I'm as a comedian, I'm used to my timing is kind of based off the laughter of the crowd. Yeah. And uh, so when there wasn't that, it just wasn't reading super fun. And rightfully so, like it should have, it wasn't going great. But obviously that's one that I say a lot of stuff in, so I do like it. And so it, it, I don't know if it's really going to be in there. Then dresser, you do a dress rehearsal with a live audience, and then you do the taping right after with the live audience. So two different audiences. So you get one practice. I was like, you know, we tried it. We put it at the very end of the dress rehearsal, and we did it. And then... When I was able to deliver the lines to a crowd laughing, it just, it was like, then it was like, you know, almost felt like stand up. And they just, it was written so well in my, for me to read. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm probably the easiest person to write for it, because it, but they, the way they did it was so great and just so funny. And I just loved that. It was just a, a, a dumb, silly sketch, which was fun. Like that's, just making fun of something, just being super fun, and it all came together. I mean, yeah, I get people say stuff to me all the time about it now. Yeah, it's it's really really great. That's I love hearing that, and it does kind of like the texture of that sketch feels not so different from your style of comedy, which is very deadpan. You don't punch down. You're often described as a clean comic, and as someone who has you know seen your specials over the years, I'm curious if that element of your comedy is something you were really conscious of developing or if that was just naturally with your personality the direction you leaned naturally I was would have probably headed that direction just the way I grew up and just everything is naturally gonna be more similar to how you are and then making fun of like the punching you know not punching down is you know it's it was I just that stuff I just it just doesn't, it's hard for me to do. I could never even sell it. I didn't like it. I don't want yeah. to really make someone feel uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, it's like, I don't know, not say there's anything wrong. I mean, you know, a lot of comics do it. They do it very well and people love watching it. It just wasn't, it wasn't my thing that I could really get behind. And you, you know, with comedy, you got to be able to deliver stuff with confidence and you know what you're doing and being your own voice. And so my voice just ended up being this. Fortunately, the one thing I did do good is I started like this and I just stayed like this the whole time, which helps instead of changing. You change, you got to, you know, it's a whole new thing that you got to learn. So I knew from the beginning, even though I was doing these shows that were dirty and all this and I was clean, it was, I didn't want to make it a big deal that I was clean. I didn't want to walk out and be like, I'm clean, you know, right, you right. Just, and then with the other comedians and then, you know, and just not be cursing basically. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What do you love about developing material on the road? And also, I'm just curious what you miss about Nashville when you're traveling. Just being home, you know, I mean, I'm from here. So just, you know, as Nashville's growing and changing and restaurants are opening, all this stuff, there's a lot of stuff I don't get to see as much 
that is fun. And I mean, and just the fact of being here, but I, on the road, I love the road. I, I really do. I love making people laugh and it's like almost you're, you're having, I just keep falling in love with it. And I love when you go to these shows and you can hear people laughing so hard and the whole show, we have the, the openers, a lot of guys I've started with. And so they're all headliners in their own right. And so try to really make the whole night just be this, just kind of like come relax, have fun, laugh very hard and be a giant relief. And I enjoy it. And then you figure a lot of stuff out on the road. You get little, you know, I did a corporate gig the other night and it was like fine. Some of those are good. Some of those are like just weird setups, but I got a little one extra little joke out of it that I'll be able to use in my act. And like that stuff, that's so fun. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Cause you just like accidentally stumble into something and then you're like, Oh, I could say this now in my act. And yeah, I, I love it all. We, we get an immediate reaction. That's the best thing. That's what was fun about Saturday Night Live. You're doing it, and it's your. You, when you get done, you immediately know how it went, or you can, you know, hear the audience and everything. Yeah. Uh, so stand up is that. You say this joke, and you immediately know it's good, it's not good, or whatever it is. In addition to some of those capstone moments like SNL and that night at Bridgestone, have there been any other nights throughout this great year that you've had that really jump out at you as as kind of markers of your 2023? Yeah, I mean, Salt Lake City was a big one. I went to uh, the Delta Center where the jazz play. We did three shows there. Red Rocks. It, honestly, it's just it's, how many people are coming out is is really a lot. We're doing a lot of arenas and we're adding. We're doing two days, two shows in a day in some of these places. And it's that overwhelming feeling that people are continuing to come. And you really can't wrap your head around it, you know, and me being out, my dad tours with me, you know, to some of the shows and my family works close with me with stuff. And it's just, I mean, the amount of people that are watching and that's, and following along, it's very humbling and appreciative. And it's, yeah. So I think that's the, you really can't believe it. I mean, when you go somewhere, I remember going to Canada once and doing a show and it was sold out and you're like, well, who are these people? Why would they be here? You're just like, I'm from Tennessee no one should be here it's super rewarding and it makes you want to just go deliver the best show you can deliver to them yeah and after this kind of big year that you've you've had what are some of those wildest dreams that you still have you know I mean I still have like a tv show movie that kind of stuff trying to figure all that stuff out and see I mean touring is what's interesting with stand-up comedy stand-up is in a new place it's booming and live shows are booming. And so stand-up is becoming such a big thing. And there's a lot more comics that are doing arenas, which is arenas were not always a big thing that people did. It was very Andrew Dice Clay or Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, like, you know, Kevin Hart. Like it was just not, not that everybody's doing arenas, but it's just stand-up is just getting this big, big audience and this big, big platform. And so it's interesting to see where that's going to go. And then, yeah, and I mean, the TV shows and the movies and, you know, and then being able to uh, produce stuff for, you know, mind being clean and kind of family friendly, that kind of thing is I like having comics that can do that, too, and make stuff, you know, so people that don't want to, you know, watch dirty comedy or whatever, it's they have an option. So, you know, it's just, yeah, moving that forward and kind of figuring out what are the next steps I look forward to the next year and the best thing about I what I've always loved about 
comedy, even at the beginning, he's like, you never know what's going to be next. And that's fun. And so that's what, and I still love that today is just the, I don't know what, you know, I could tell you all this and then be like, well, it's something completely different. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that's what's fun. Have you been able to see a lot of other comics perform this year? Not a ton because I've been just out with me. I mean, I, the guys that open for me, I mean, I have probably about 20 comics that kind of come and so you get to see a lot of them, you know, just throughout the year. So, but I haven't got to, I think if I went to a show, I don't think I've really been to, a, uh, I haven't been able to go to a show. Yeah, that's so, fair. I'm just curious yeah. if there was anyone you were particularly excited about who's kind of. Yeah, we, have, I mean, we have Mike Vecchione. So I have three specials that are produced for the Nate Land. I have a podcast, the Nate Land podcast, and then. Nate Land produced Mike Vecchione, Joe Zimmerman, and Greg Warren, three-hour specials that are – these guys are top, top-notch comedy. Been doing comedy for a very long time and very, very good. And uh, if you like my stuff, I think you will like theirs. And we did the showcase, too, which is each uh, – I think six episodes with three comics on each episode. And it's kind of a mix of kind of comics been around and some newer comics, and they're all doing basically TV clean sets and – so it's, you know, that's out, that's on YouTube right now. So, but there's plenty of, uh, plenty of content out there to see and see a lot of different comics from, you know, completely different levels from all over the country. And uh, so, you know, it's nice. It's nice to be to have a place where some comedy, and I, that's, and I, and I want to expand that just so newer comics can go do it. Love it. Yeah. Um, well, in the spirit of our, it's end of year, you know, we're putting together all these 2023 accolades. And I, I'm always curious what people are listening to right now, what they're watching. I mostly cover pop music here at Consequence. If you had an album you really loved this year or a movie you really loved, I love just kind of picking people's brain on that. See, I'm not, I'm always up the bit. I watch a lot of uh, old stuff. So I'm watching Terminator right now. <laughs> I've never seen it. I'm halfway through it, and uh, so that's been pretty fun. No, wait, I finished it. Sorry, and now I got to go to Terminator Two. <laughs> so that's where we're at right now. I got. I, up, I usually go watch like some old movies. You know, a lot of stuff I haven't seen. That I do just too. Nice to, yeah, it's great. It's just something that you can just kind of turn on, and I don't know. It's like because it's old, you just don't feel like you have to be. I'm not going to go talk to someone about it. Like I'm not going to have to, you know, hold a big thing. So I'm watching that. And people that are annoyed when you bring up, you're like, hey, in Terminator 2, did that guy do? And they're like, I, I would barely, barely remember the movie. And I'm like, well, I would like to talk about it now. Well, uh, a lot of country music, I guess. You know, I'm not uh, the best music person either. <laughs> That's okay. Our our end of year, we really loved um, Jason Isbell this year, who's also just like a great, great guy. Yeah. You know, and um, the new Zach Bryan record, really good as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. I'm Dan and Shay. I'm friends with Dan and Shay. And so a uh, big Dan and Shay fans and, uh, and the, they have a new album out. And so, uh, 21 pilots, uh, 21 pilots is another one. That's great. Surprisingly, they're, they're clean as well. And I don't think most people would ever notice that. Yeah. And, uh, I, went to, oh, I went to Belmont. They were, they were super popular at Belmont and they kind of like their friend group definitely overlapped with a lot of like a lot of the Belmont kids. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously, I mean, they're giant. I'm not, breaking you know i'm not mentioning some new band there was oh. but uh i'm late to the game on a lot of stuff so 
No, that's great. I'm I'm kind of doing the same thing. Right? I'm watching Friends all the way through for the first time, and I totally feel what you were saying. I'm like, does anyone know that Ross is like kind of annoying? Have we, has anyone ever yeah. addressed this? Yeah, yeah. But um, was there anything we haven't talked about with your with your year and just um, looking back that you'd really want to share with people? I think you know, not that I can think of. It was it was a wonderful year. Everybody that came out to any show or to watch anything or to share things. It went better than I could have ever dreamed of it going. And uh, so I always appreciate, you know, it's all just crazy. It's crazy. It's all crazy stuff. It's crazy to be on this. It's crazy. You know, it's all stuff that you're like, I don't, you know, I don't know what to, I don't know how to handle it, but it's very, very nice. And it keeps me very motivated. And I appreciate that. Well, I'm so happy to have met you and we appreciate you being part of this and just congratulations on a really great year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.